0: Hi and welcome to 4Ball Podcast. This is a premier episode. Uh, this podcast we're going to look at football, basketball, golf, maybe some MotoGP, a lot of sports really. But first up this week we're going to focus on the Premier League in particular, uh, look at the signings that have been made in the Premier League, which teams have done good business, which teams have done bad business, a team that's done no business, as well as a quick look outside into Football League and see which teams have caught us in other divisions. But first up, the Premier League. Right, straight away we're going to in with the Premier League predictions. Um this season I'm predicting the top 6 of City, Liverpool, Arsenal, United, Chelsea and round out of the top 6 Spurs. City again, they've looked strong. Uh, I think Guardiola's figured out how to win the Premier League now. Uh he's got a style of play. He managed to win the Premier League last season with a, mid- a central midfielder at fullback. So I think Mendy this season's with like a new signing for him. Um and they've just got world-class players throughout the team. Uh, Edison's been a bit of a re- revelation, uh, aiding the style of play that Guardiola plays, really picking out his man. I think that really showed with the comparison of Bravo some games. It's just a confidence and aura of Edison. It seems to aid the whole defensive unit does that. Um, the ball player of John Stones as well is a great, a great asset to City as well. Um, Laporte, signing in January was another great signing Um, they've just got strength and depth all over and I don't think another team can match them in the Premier League unfortunately Um, so City champions again is something I'm predicting Um, second place this one was a a little bit tougher this I'm going to go Liverpool second and the reason for that is the signing of Alisson more than anything else Um, it's like Arsenal a few years ago when they seemed to have the rest of the team sorted but they they had a tragic goalkeeper and the sign check Expecting Czech to be the person that took him to the next step, and that didn't happen for him. And I think this is the same predicament for Liverpool. Like they've got Salah, Mane, Firmino. They've got the attacking line sorted. They've signed Keita, Fabiño. They've got Enderson. they have got Milner who can do a job in central midfield. They've got Wijnaldum. Like they've got quality and depth. And I think this team has just been lacking the defensive unit. And the signing of Van Dijk in January was a big signing and it, I think it did seem to show eventually the the signing of Van Dyke and the quality, that, the actual quality that the team had got, so I think Alisson in goal is uh, really going to add to Liverpool this season, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they've pushed City a little bit more than what the team did last season Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a lot closer to City and a lot closer run thing, but I don't think they've got that edge to take it away from City City have got far too much quality, I mean Liverpool are the only team that come into the beat City and Medjugorje sits up and think. Well, maybe, maybe there's something about them and I think that's a lot down to Klopp's style of play and it just counteracts Guardiola's style of play really well which is something that's massive for Liverpool it just gives them an up- upper hand though in that game because not many teams play the same style of Guardiola they haven't got the quality to do that so they're set up differently against Liverpool and that's sometimes when they struggle because City they're able to keep knocking on the door and eventually breaking it down like when they're that period last season when they're just winning 1-0 against like Bournemouth and Huddersfield they're beating Huddersfield 2-1 last minute winner by Sterling um, but they're still winning it wasn't a matter how many goals they're still picking up three points and they're still playing away for everyone else and I think that's where Liverpool struggle uh, back in the last season uh, the result against West Brom in April that's not that's not acceptable That, that their games should be winning especially when West Brom were basically relegated so that were um that's a bit a, a bit of a dampener for Liverpool there, but this season they're much stronger. They're in a better position, and they've they've got more chance of challenging. But I still don't see them beating City to the title. Third place. This was a tough one as well. Arsenal. Arsenal. Liverpool could be interchangeable with each other. Um, I think Aubameyang's first full season in English football is going to be unreal. I think he's guaranteed 20, 25 plus goals. Uh, like I said, if he stays healthy all season, and if Emery starts them to up front, I think that's that's going to be more than a match for many defensive lines. There's not many teams who defensively will be able to cope with that, and there's a reason for that. It's just the pace, the clinical finishing of them. They're just solid players, are great players. So I think Arsenal could be with a bit, a bit of a shout here, especially with Ozil, uh, playmaking for them too, as well as for himself. And uh, I do think that Arsenal have got a bit more of a chance, especially so- Socrates at centre half. They've been missing a centre a half like that for a few years now. They haven't like Mertesak when he first came over is, it was alright but it wasn't brilliant but I think Socrates is that next step above, he's got a little bit of everything he can play the ball, he can defend well he can defend properly, doesn't make stupid mistakes whereas Mustafi first came over to England he thought he was great and then suddenly he just fell off and especially when he pulled up with injury in, 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 against Athletic Madrid in the Europa League, I think that's when i had have his contract th- there and then like you made a mistake Paul. oh up to it, don't don't go down crying for an injury so and that's your problem that. But I do think Arsenal are in a much better position to challenge this season as opposed to last season. I don't think they'll be uh, putting any big questions on City's title but I do think they'll make top four. Uh Quinn's fourth, Manchester United. Um the signing of Fred could be massive for them if that allows Matic and Fred to hold and then give Pogba that free roam that he has for France. Because they're doing all Pogba's legwork and allowing him then to be this expressive and flair player, which is what he is. And I think that's going to be a massive for Mourinho this season, but he's got to he's got to let the reins off Pogba. You can't discipline him and tell him to stay back all the time. He needs to go forward, he needs to attack. I mean, you saw that just in the final when he played that beautifully sprayed ball out wide to Mbappé from Toronto. The weight of his pass and his vision and his qualities, it is world-class. And Mourinho just seems to stop that at any opportunity he gets. It makes him all deep, sit deep, playing even harder pass than, one, than passes like that. And he's not playing it to a player with as much quality as Mbapp. He's playing it to Jesse Lingard on the right-hand side. You know what I mean? He's played to Rashford on the right-hand side. They're not on Mbapp. They're good. They're great players, but they're not on Bap. They're not on his level. So he's already at a disadvantage for what he does normally. But I do think that the need to allow Pogba to be more expressive this season... And allow him to attack more and be a bit lazier when it comes to defending and be more resolute. But the big thing for United, I mean, they just couldn't get that, cent- that centre-half that they needed. I mean, Smalling is alright. Uh, Phil Jones is awful. Lindelof, never been impressed by him either. And it just doesn't look good uh, defensively for United. There's only Valencia that I think is top-four quality. The rest of them, they're just playing out, out of their skin t- to to be in a top-four team. They don't make it into any other top, top four team for me to do it, any of that other back four. So um, I do think that United needed another Santos and a And when they activated Godin's release clause apparently and uh, they rejected them, that's not good because Southlake Madrid, they're not they're, they're not going to win Champions League. They're not going to win Europe. The best they can, they're going to do is win a Europa League. And I doubt they're going to win a Liga. So it's kind of like a team that's not really relevant in the world of football they like in Spanish foot football they're great, but as it comes to the world of football, they're not that they're not as much of a powerhouse as other teams. Sevilla have had more European success than Atletico Madrid, but whereas Atletico have had more domestic success. And it's kinda a team that's not they're not as big as United, but a player's turning it down for them to stay at Atletico Madrid. And you're one of the biggest clubs in the world. So I think that's a big hit for United. A very big hit Um Boateng turned them down as well. The Inter Milan centre half turned him down. Ari Maguire was apparently going to go there, but that never materialised even as a signing. So I'm unsure if that were actually real. But I don't think that's a player that they really needed. I don't think they need a big bullish centre half. I think they need someone who's got a little bit of class and a bit uh, and a bit of quality. Then I'm not saying Ari Maguire is not good. Aaron Maguire's a brilliant defender, but as the United style of players they don't they they have ball playing centre backs. Mourinho style of players are ball playing centre back. And required does—he he looks awkward when in possession. He's good with possession, but he looks awkward. He doesn't look flowing, and I don't think it'd be—I it, it, I don't think he'd pass many people's eye eye tests. Would Iragui, uh, especially in the United shirt? So for that, United are fourth, fifth, Chelsea. Um, the manager came out straight sh- straight away and said it could take three months for uh, the Chelsea players to adapt to his style of play, which I think is a little bit of a problem. But um, with Fabregas and Jorginho holding, uh, the lone signing of Kovacic could be massive for them because he's going to be a player that plays in between the lines You know, turns corners and brings, links Morata or whoever's up, up top to the midfield, whoever is it on the left and right side, Hazard or whatever, the Kovacic can work in between the lines in the same way that Hazard can work in between the lines Hazard does it out wide, Kovacic does it either on the other wing or in more of a central role, just behind Morata, just off him as either as a trickiest to you or a shadow striker maybe, uh, depending on what formation he wants to play. But I think um, he could be the linking player. I think you saw that in Community Shield. Um, They were struggling with Chelsea for someone to link the play together between midfield and attack with how deep Jorginho and Fabregas like to dictate the play. And the the more deep-line playmakers need someone a little bit further up the picture, link the striker to the midfield work. Um, So I think that could be... That signing on loan could be a big one. Um, As for Catois going... Never really a player that I've rated Catois. Um I I appreciate his quality and I appreciate he is a good player. But he always seemed to make mistakes and some mistakes that apparently a world class keeper wouldn't make and sometimes he left me questioning whether he was actually as good as what people made out. He just seemed a bit too long sometimes, a little bit too gangly maybe, for my liking. He just didn't he, he didn't pass my eye test as a goalkeeper, so um I'll be I'll be sceptical, see what he does at Real Madrid especially with Navas who's never really seemed to have put a foot wrong for him who's done well and it looks like he's probably going to get ousted for Catois so Chelsea in fifth, 6th uh, place Spurs now there's one team in the Champions League who haven't signed a player there's one team in the Premier League who haven't signed a player that title goes to Tottenham Hotspur, and that is not good enough I mean you look at City a few years ago they had a brilliant side when Yaya Torre was on top form and well, arguably the best player in the world at that time he was box to box midfielder just dragging that City, that, that City team forward feeding balls into Aguero that, that City team had class they didn't sign anyone that summer and they didn't win the Premier League after that that's not a coincidence you need to keep signing players just because it's a fresh challenge for players to stay in the side it gives you a different option to what you had last season Spurs are going to become predict- predictable this season and it's pretty predictable what they're going to do now. They're going to turn to Eriksen if they can't score. They're going to turn to Eriksen for a bit of flair to hopefully feed Harry Kane. And then if that doesn't happen, then I think that's it for Spurs. Like They've not got really a plan B apart from that. And I don't know. Uh, a team should always, you should always look to improve regardless. The Spurs are saying that they advance of the in tying Kane down to a contract and other players down to longer contracts, paying them what they're actually worth, Harry Kane is now on real money as opposed to a player that scored as many goals as he has in the Premier League, he was on about 90, 90 grand I think last time I checked, now he's on 200 and something, he's on silly money which he deserves for the quality that he's putting in, like any other team he will be on that money, but I don't... I don't understand why you're not signing a player. Even if it's someone that's not even going to challenge for a first team, it gives you a different option. It's just someone to make your players try harder in training. Then Pochettino's gonna come in with the exact same starting eleven that he did last season. Unless there's some sort of youth player that's come out of nowhere, but that's not someone people are gonna be worried about. You're not gonna turn up and thinking like even with Chelsea, they've not signed someone in the front line, but you're like, Oh, I wonder what Jorginho's gonna do, what he can do differently to what what last what Chelsea last season what's Kovacic going to do on the other side like they're asking questions but what are you doing, you've not signed a player that's unacceptable Like (laughs) football league teams would find that unacceptable only teams relegated should have a problem with trying to attract players to the club and that's if if they're in financial disarray and all the best players are wanting to leave so there's no spiner team to go to Spurs have the spine of a team. They've got Harry Kane, Dele Alli, Alderweireld, Lloris, right down the centre of that team. That is a good spine of a team. That is a title-winning spine of a team. It's what you put around that spine that dictates how well you finish in a season. Spurs fans are taking top four, no trophies, and just maybe if they get other of group's A's in the Champions League as a successful season you're consistently finishing in the top 6 of the Premier League you need to be winning trophies, they're not winning trophies, they're not pushing on in the Champions League, if they get out of the round 16 it's considered a success it's it's not good enough is what it is and I think Pochettino, I feel a bit sorry for him, because apparently if he signed a new contract you're going to get £150 million to spend and he signed a new contract, and clearly he's not spent 150 million. He spent zero, and tied Eric Kane down to a longer contract, which I assume was something that he wanted to do, but not, not the primary thing he wanted to do this this transfer window. That's something that can be discussed after a transfer window, before a transfer window, not during as and as your main focal point. Of your transfer window is signing Eric Kane to a contract. So Spurs. I think you're in a bit of trouble this season. I wouldn't be surprised if they got leapfrogged by another side and finished 7th or 8th, maybe. Moving on now to the teams I think are going to go down. Um, It's not it's not really been a tough decision to decide which teams I think are going to go down this season. Uh, it seems pretty self-explanatory to me which teams are going to go down. But, nevertheless, moving on to it, I've got Huddersfield, Bournemouth and Cardiff. Udersfield last season, what, what they did was remarkable. Um... They managed to stay in the Premier League. They spent not much money compared to any other team. Um, And they did it just through hard work and a lot of, not luck, but a lot of... They earned the luck that they got. They worked hard. They got 110% for 38 games in a season. Can you do it again? Can you do it again, Huddersfield? Probably not. It's going to be very difficult um, because there's a point where you break. There's a reason why teams in the FA Cup can draw a tight for 90 minutes and then they come to the next 90 in the second leg and they struggle and get beat, and beat badly. Um, I do think that they're going to struggle this season, definitely. Uh, they're not signing many players with Premier League experience, but I don't think that's a problem as such, because David Wagner's style of play is not an English style of play. Uh, he uses similar tactics to Klopp, high-pressing, and that tactic, there's no answer for it. You've you, Unless you're against a quality team like City, Arsenal can, Arsenal can probably play out of a high press. You need to be into a team that can play the way out of a high press. I don't think there's many Premier League teams that could play out of a high press because it's a very hard thing to do, to play your way out of it, to find space and to find the man that you need. But um, I do think it's going to be a season too much and a little bit too less investment. They need a bit more investment this season, try and build on what they got last season. And I think the fact that they've not invested as well, or in players that know the league, or someone that you know what what you're going to get from them, I think it could be a bit of a problem for them this season. Going on to 19th place, Bournemouth. Yeah, a bit of a weird one, this. I think Bournemouth's time's just up in the Premier League. Um, Your biggest signing was David Brooks, who played sporadically for Sheffield United last season. And I mean he's a highly regarded youth player but you need to be looking to build on what you've got and you look like you're building for the future. Fair enough, sign David Brooks but you need two or three players that you've spent a similar amount of money on to be part of your first team immediately and to make that first team better and I don't think that David Brooks is going to do that. I don't think that the players assigned are going to do that. Um, But if there's one manager that could probably orchestrate a team to stay out of relegation zone, it is Eddie Howe. A uh, big fan of Eddie out and a big fan of the way he's got Bournemouth playing and all the success that he's had with Bournemouth during his reign there. But I just think it's it's time like they've had they've they've had the seasons, they've had the day in the Premier League now, and I think it is just gonna come to an end this season. Um I don't know why. I've just got a gut a gut feeling against him at the moment. And I I really hope they don't because I think it's a really good feel good factor and a really good feel good story that they've stayed in the Premier League before. But I've just got a feeling that this this is the last around the Premier League and 20th place Cardiff Uh, Neil Warnock cannot manage in the Premier League that has been proven Um, the only thing he manages to do in the Premier League is get teams relegated Um, his style of play just doesn't work Uh, players are too cute for it Um, big tackles in your face spoiling tactics, wasting time and you're against world class players Every week you're against someone that can turn a game on its head with two or three touches. And they're going to get two or three touches against his team because he's got a team of average championship players to play out, out of the skin and get promotion and then to ask him to play at an even higher level this season to try and retain a Premier League status is just unreasonable, really unreasonable, so... For that, I don't think i have I've got a chance to stay in this season at all. Um, it's going to be a shame because um, I'm a really big fan of Vincent Tan ever since he said, "Why is David Marshall not scored? Because uh, he's a goalkeeper, pal. That's why he's not scored." So ever since, then, I've been a big fan of him. So I've always wanted him to be in the Premier League so he gets more airtime and more more chances for press conferences. See if he can say I'm more stupid than that, which is going to be a very big task for him, I imagine. Moving on to the new boys in the Premier League of, well, the other two new boys of Wolves and Fulham. Um, I wouldn't be to see Wolves top half of table. Um, the signings of Med, Ru Patricio, what a goalkeeper, what a solid player to have in the, in the net. Uh, Willie Bolly on a permanent, brilliant signing, I've never seen a player look more composed, be able to dribble the ball out from the back as well as him, uh, pick the right pass and defend as well as him. He's a unit of a man, tall, strong, fast, brilliant pass on him, great vision, um, just a really, really good all-round player. Um, I think the signing of Traore could be good as well, a player that's attempted 250 dribbles last season, well, took on 250 players last season, uh, 100 more than any other player in the championship, so that's a man that's going to keep going at his, that his opposite number. And drive him back and force him to go back and force him to foul, force him to make a challenge, force him to make a decision. Which could open up space for players like Hotter, with a signed on a permanent. Ruben Neves, who were reportedly going to be going to Liverpool this summer, or a top six team. So, I mean, the quality the the quality for Wolves is there. Um, the talent's there. Uh, the way that Nuno gets this team playing is Unbelievable. Um and I think they could really, really have a bit of a role to play in this year's Premier League, and I won't be surprised to see them do so. So all the best to Wolves this season, and I won't be surprised to see a top half finish at all. Uh, moving on to final new boys, Fulham, um, mid to lower table, I'm saying around that twelve to fifteenth area. I don't think they're going to be in too much trouble with with relegation. Not to start, not. I don't think they're going to be a last day staying up kind of team, I think they're going to be so- safe before that um, first team ever to get promoted and spend over a hundred million. Um, and I think they've signed well they've signed good players, um, Seri from Nice I think it is from um, good player, solid player boxer, box midfielder, gets in, wins the ball plays the ball um, just an all round midfielder uh, they're signing Mitrovic on a permanent as opposed to a loan, very pivotal in how Fulham played in that back end of the season from January onwards. I think he's gone in nearly every game. All all by two I think he scored in the championship. So he's he's better than the championship. He is a Premier League quality player. Just hope that Fulham can play to his strengths as opposed to Newcastle. The sort of when Newcastle got relegated and Mitrovic were there, he was a man that they turned to in that back end of the season to say up and at that time he was only young. That's a lot of pressure for a young player to have, especially in your first year in the Premier League. So yeah, Mitrovic, I think I think there is a good player in there. Just a case of trying to prize out that them good qualities and attributes of him. Another signing, Andre Schürrle, former Chelsea man. When Chelsea were a bit a bit of a force in the Premier League, so I think that's a good signing. Uh, he's been playing in the Bundesliga. He's been playing at an all right standard. He's de- definitely above the standard of Fulham. Um, so I think they've done well to get a bit a, a bit of a coup signing that for them. I do I do think. Uh, they've tied Tom Carney down to a new contract. That's just great great news for him as well. looking into the future, especially with your club captain. And Alfie Mawson, a player I've seen a lot of um in the last couple of years, uh, been a Boundsy fan. Brilliant player, plays out from the back, just oozes class, oozes class. And I think um he's gonna be he's gonna be a def- definitely an asset to this uh, Fulham side and I think he could really help them in the Bid, obviously, to retain Premier League status next season. I must admit, the war part of a bit of a dead, deadline day story with Fulham for me. Joe Bryan, the signer Joe Bryan, who was apparently awaiting his medical results at Aston Villa before Fulham got, got on the phone, went outside for a cup of tea, drove all the way down to Cra- Craven Cottage, had a medical, got himself done. Now he's playing the Premier League for Fulham as opposed to playing the Championship for Villa. Fair play to him. He's only got a short career, lad, so he needs to make most of it. So, you, this is your chance playing in the Prairie League then you got to grab it with real fans in my eyes and I think that's I think that's what he's done so fair play to the lad now then the Football League starting off in the Championship the first round of fixtures have been played and um, there's nothing too surprising that I've seen uh, I expected Sheffield Wednesday to struggle and they went down to League One winners last season Wigan which I'm not surprised at all. I mean, Wednesday, they're in a bit of a problem at the minute, transfer embargo. Jos Luka, he seems a weird character. He doesn't seem to quite grasp the English game for me. He doesn't he know how to handle himself in press conference, doesn't know how to spin words, and I think he comes across horrendously honest, like, to the point of being too honest. I know that Wednesday fans have been begging for clarity on what the situation was with the club and i think it i think that concluded in a meeting in which the club basically told us um a fans group that the transfer embargo is real and that they're not going to sign any players coming into like the last couple of weeks of um the transfer window so it could be a bit of a problem for them and i think the problems that they had in the pre-season friendly with against Mansfield uh, reports of racism and Forest yeah, he seems to have gone off the rails. I don't. I don't think he wants to be in England anymore. I think he wants to move on. Mentally, he wants to move on, and I think this is coming across in the um, crazy actions he's coming out with and just outright weird, weird character. I think that man, but a very, very talented footballer at the least. Another team that have looked good so far: Brentford, a uh, nice 5-1 win against Rotherham. Uh, Rotherham, a team that are probably going to come straight back down just due to financial constraints really more than anything else, I mean you're against teams now that have been in the Premier League, they've got parachute payments um, they've got big owners, they've got big money and I think Rotherham, they are just, the are sort of like a community club, uh, small budget, small wages and if they do stay up, that is going to be a massive achievement for them I don't see it happening though, I do see them coming stone last, but if they if Paul Warren can get them playing in a style of play that reduces the amount of goals to concede and you you you're always gonna get a chance or two in a game. You no know, matter how defensive you are, you'll get a chance in a game to score. So I think if they can reduce the amount of goals to concede and maybe just sneak a few one nils here and there, I think they could be they could have a little bit of a chance, but I'm not it's not something that I'd uh, be holding my breath over for Rotherham fans at all. Brentford on the other hand, this could be a season where they really push for playoffs for me. They've sold Johnny Egan uh, so that's 7 million pounds at club as he's gone to uh, Sheffield United a team that have not got a good start Brentford though they've they've signed good european prospects and the quality of the players that they're bringing in is high and the way that got that team playing is unbelievable that team plays such good football in such a nice way it, or the if there's a team that deserves to go up just on the way that the look of the playing football, it would be them. So I think Brentford could be one shout for top six. Uh, another team that looked good, Leeds. The new manager who took over, a lot of Leeds fans were happy just because they were a bit of a nutter, I think, uh, throwing something to do with fro- throwing flares or taking a gun onto the pitch. Or some sort of story behind him. And then th- the way they dismantled Stoke on the opening day was, it was it horrible to watch. It must have been horrendous to watch as a Stoke fan. Um, Leeds did very well. They looked very well. They passed the ball quickly. They moved it well. And I think that showed when uh, the BBC said, if gets pressed anymore, he's going to get pushed all the way back to Liverpool in 2016. Um, I do think that showed eventually. I think Stoke got a big wake-up call in this game and got told what the championship's all about. And this could be a wake-up call that Stoke need. But Leeds do look good, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Leeds around the top end come the end of the season. Now then, League One Sully so making his way down the leagues. Well, Sunderland are apparently going to win it. Um, I beg to dis- disagree. Uh, the way bands surgically took apart Oxford the other day was unbelievable to watch. Similar style to Klopp and Wagner, the high press and there's smart little one-twos um, I know it's in a band team set set off with so much intent and so much desire just to go and get a throw in deep in the opposition half just to force a team to stay deep in their half Bounds have looked really good and that's led to Oxford fans and Bradford City fans saying if a team finishes above Bounds this season they will have automatic promotion and will have won the league as a Bounds fan myself I was confident coming into this season that we were going to win it. Uh, We retained all those players, we were smart in the transfer window, we got rid of peripheral players, we didn't lose anyone who was a focal point of last season, and the team that we had last season, they were unlucky to go down, but it was more of a mental reason why I went down than ability-wise. When you have a lot of young players, you either get a no-fear aspect, or they crack under pressure, and unfortunately we cracked a little bit last season. We are a bit shaky, must win games at Forest away last season, we, we couldn't manage to lose 3-0. A team we've got nothing to play for against a team that's got everything to play for and we lost 3-0. So I do think that the players needed that year and I think that will make every single one of them players a much be- better for their careers. I think they needed that. Stendel has got that team playing unreal and I think we've got a real chance this season of winning it. Would we have bothered if we finished second? No. Would have bothered if we went into the playoffs? No, as long as we're back in the championship next season, which I can't see this season finishing any other way so far. So it's been a great start for Barnsley. Uh, moving on to Real Bucky's favourites now. Sunderland, 2-1 win at Charlton on the opening day. 30,000 people there to watch that. Uh, 25% are all League One attendances, that were For me, Sunderland, uh, they are in financial trouble last season. That can't have got any better with a relegation. Um... Especially when you've got Jack Rodwell who were apparently on £80 a week. I think that they could they could be in financial problems maybe, but they're a big side. They're a strong side. Uh, they've got a massive statue within L- League One alone. They're a big club when they got, They get to a Championship. So for them to make an re- immediate return, it is a must for them to be playing at the highest possible level that, that they can. But will they do it? I imagine so. I can't see I can't see the top two in other teams on Sunderland and Barnsley. So it does look promising for the two sides that have gone down apart from Burton who obviously they're a small side um, they're a smaller team they're not, they've not got as much stature they've not got facilities as things like that they haven't got the pulling power of players that Barnsley and Sunderland would have so the quality that they're going to get into their club is going to be less than what them two are. And that's the reason why they're basically out of this debate of automatic promotion. Other sides who have looked good, Doncaster got a really good 3-2 win away at Roots Hall, Southend. Grant McCann looks to have got that side playing some good football and they've got some good players. They've got some good players. i would be lying if I w- said I weren't scared of of John Marquis. He's a good player. He, he's he's going to cause us some problems. But I don't see him beating us. Uh, it could cause some problems, but I think we've got more quality than them. Um, but I do think they're going to finish in the top six. Guarantee that they're going to finish in the top six. So that's three three teams already that I think are going to finish in the top six. As for the other in the table, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. It is going to be it's going to be a difficult league. I mean, apart from maybe the top six, I think every position after that's there to fight for. And it's going really down to which team wants it the most and who wants to stay in this division, because it is a tricky league to get out of. And I. Had we lost all his players and had like a rebuild year, then I will be a bit concerned for us, but luckily Barnes have kept all the players and it, everything's looking promising. Coming into League 2 now, Crewe took the biggest win in English fo- football for the opening day, well, in the Football League in a 6-0 drubbing of Morecambe. Crewe, they're probably going to bounce straight back up, along with Swindon and MK Duns. Um I can't see any of them three spending more than this year down in League 2, Berry they could be in a little bit of a, more of a problem a bit more of a pickle but I can't see any of them three staying down in this league, Swindon looked very good value at the weekend, they look like a they they, they look like a good outfit in League 2 obviously MK Dons with a Wimbledon rivalry and they've not lost too many players it's not been too much, too bad of a hit as this relegation for them so I think they're in I think they stand good stead to bounce straight back up into League One as well. As for Lincoln, I think Danny Cowley, I think this, this could be a big season for Lincoln. I would not be surprised to see them in League One. Unfortunately, last season, to not make it to the Playoff Finals, uh, losing to Exeter, but I think that this these kind of tests and these failures set players up and set teams up to not want that experience again and not want to have to go for it again. So I do think Danny Cowley all these experience for him and his Lincoln side have been great and I do think that they could have a serious push this season and a, and a decent chance at staying within and staying with the top half of the table in and around the playoffs maybe and then next this season the playoffs if they get there to push that next step and either get to the final at least or eventually into League 1. On the other hand of that exit City I think they they could be with a very decent shout of winning the league or at least automatic promotion this season. They're a good side. They've got quality. They've got quality for that division. I think that showed against Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln were a strong side riding the massive crest of the FA Cup run as well as a promotion into League Two. They're riding all that wave and ex- uh, stood firm against that. And especially when it came to the playoffs, they stood firm against Lincoln and. The class eventually shone through and a little bit more gamesmanship, not sportsmanship, gamesmanship, um, shone for Exeter. And that's why they made it to a playoff final and unfortunately Lincoln didn't. As for the other end of that table, Macclesfield could struggle uh, just financially. And Morecambe. Morecambe are in, could be in serious trouble. I just don't think they've got the stature. Morecambe, have, they've not scored so far this season. And that big drubbing at crew is not going to do anything for that team's confidence, uh, especially what's going on off the pitch as well for them. Yeovil could struggle as well. Yeovil, they're, when they hit their heights, the championship that was unbelievable for them, and they fell from grace. And I think this Yeovil's level is League Two, stroke League One as a as a country, to how their form and performance has been for the last couple of years, and the way that they've advanced through the leagues. So I think Yeovil they found their level and I think now they, they're going to struggle to reach the right to the Championship again, especially in the near future. Uh, Cheltenham they had a good run last season Cheltenham were a good side last season they they caused problems but I just think the the first season they had in the Football League two seasons ago I think it was now they were rooted bottom and a massive turnaround in form and a massive turnaround in quality and they stayed up, uh, whether they can do that again remains to be seen but I do think that that I, I think they've had the season I think this season they could struggle again and they could be looking at relegation or the possibility of relegation but but I do think that the two teams in the relegation are now Macclesfield and Morecambe will stay there basically for the remainder of the season and I do think they will be playing the National League next season so that concludes the first ever episode of the 4Ball podcast uh, this will soon be a weekly podcast uh, discussing all the latest news in the world of football as well as asking some questions around some of the goings on in football and probing questions that haven't been haven't been queried before which is why have spurs not bought a player this season absolutely horrendous decision from that board and i think they're going to be made to pay so that just about concludes the premier episode of the four ball podcast